From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale, construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit GuaranteeTitle.net. After spending nearly two decades working in Twin Cities real estate, Josh Budish has launched his own industrial real estate company. Budish founded Endeavor Development at the start of this year, and he serves as principal. Endeavor is solely focused on industrial properties in the Twin Cities market, a market that's healthy and ripe for growth, thanks to limited supply and pent-up demand for this type of property, says Budish. Endeavor's narrow focus on this market will be an asset to the new company, which has a team of three and several projects already lined up. Throughout his career, Budish has managed the development of more than $300 million in real estate, as well as the management of more than $500 million, the investment of more than $500 million, and the leasing of more than a billion dollars in real estate on behalf of institutional investors. Budish was previously Vice President of Leasing and Development for Duke Realty, and was responsible for the leasing, development, and performance of Duke's 5.1 million square foot industrial portfolio. Budish speaks with reporter Kelly Bush about his career and his latest endeavor. Hi, Josh. Thanks for joining me today. I'm looking forward to chatting. And I'm sure many of our readers and listeners are familiar with you and what you've done. But for those who aren't, can you tell me a bit about yourself? You know, when did you start in real estate and what did that path forward look like for you? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Josh Budish, principal of Endeavor Development. I got my start in commercial real estate in the Twin Cities in 2002 with CBRE. Uh, started in brokerage. I then went into in-house leasing at Liberty Property Trust in 2004. I uh, spent 10 years there, worked my way up to director level of leasing and development, uh, then had the opportunity to be the market leader for Duke Realty in town, which uh, involved leasing, development, and overseeing the uh, the company's operations here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, that was up until December of last year. And as of January 1st, I'm full-time principal of Endeavor Development. And Endeavor is an uh, industrial real estate development company headquartered here. Our focus is solely on industrial, solely on this market. We have three projects that will start construction in April and a few more that we'll be announcing soon. And what are those three projects that you'll be, that you're able to announce? Uh, so there are, um, all three are local, they're all uh, suburban info sites, um, speculative. Uh, one of them is in Brooklyn Park called Highview 610. It's a 75,000 square foot building. 
right along Highway 610. The second one is Pilot Knob Business Center in Mendota Heights, also 75,000 feet, uh, located along Pilot Knob Road and overlooking Highway 13. And finally, Yankee Doodle Business Center, which will be 113,000 square feet uh, at the corner of Yankee Doodle Road and Dodd Road in Egan. Okay, okay, great. Well, can you tell me a little about the team that you've built at Endeavor? Sure, so Endeavor uh, is now up to three people, myself, uh, Allison Donahue, who uh, came over with me from Duke Realty. She has uh, over 10 years of experience in the industry. Uh, she's project specialist for us, so she wears several hats. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, she's uh, I don't know what I do without her. She's uh, been, been critical to the success of the company so far. Uh, and then we just hired uh, Joe Bergman, Joe will be our development manager. Joe brings uh, over 10 years of experience in the industry and the last seven years in development. Uh, so we're really excited to have him. He, um, you know, he'll help with, you know, what is most important to the company uh, this year and in the future, which is delivering on our promises to our investors and other partners. Mm -hmm. So he'll oversee, um, you know, projects for the company. That are uh, the ones that start in a couple um, weeks here and mm -hmm. future projects as well. Great. Well, what what sets your company apart from the others? And you know, what are you aiming to do better than the rest in the in this industry? Mm -hmm. So, I've been working on Endeavor for a while. This is something I've always wanted to do. I've always had a desire and a passion to to build something of my own and build it from the ground up mm -hmm. and. We're taking the same approach to the company that we do to projects, which is finding um, suitable soils, uh, finding the right location, and then building the right, the proper foundation, um, so that you know as we continue to build, we'll be built on on solid foundation and footings. Mm -hmm. um, so we've we've chosen to separate ourselves by being solely focused on industrial, mm -hmm. and solely focused on the Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan area. Um, you know, we'll, we'll consider some acquisition if there's some value to be added, mm -hmm. but we really are a development first company as well. So it's a very, it's a very sharp focus. Um, and it's something I've been doing for the last 20 years. And I really think that makes us unique and, and also being, being a young company, um, We've also designed the company to be agile, to be nimble. So, um, you know, if you know, we, it allows us to be creative, it allows us to be flexible um, in ways that some of our competitors um, can't be or choose not to be. Yeah. Can, can you give me an example of that? Sure. So, um, let me think of one. So, uh, I'm thinking about what we could do here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're flexible on, um, I'm trying to think of what I want to be public here. <laughs> Kelly. Sure, sure. It's a great question. So, um, you know, one would be we've, you know, when we've met with 
property owners who um, may be interested in not just selling their land to us, but being a part of the ground up development. Okay, sure. Uh, we, that's something we can do. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, there's a property owner in town now who has had several offers to sell his property to other developers. And I was one of them. And he's, I asked him why, you know, what, what's, what's stopping you from selling? And he says, I, I feel like there's, you know, I, I bought this property as a long-term investment and to simply sell it's one thing, but to, you know, be a part of the ownership of the building long-term is of interest to me. And I said, well, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just one example. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Let's see, to chat a little more about the company and then I'll kind of pivot to chatting about the industrial market here in the Twin Cities. Um, I wanted to chat about how your resume and your background has prepared you to start this company. Mm -hmm. Well, I've spent the last 10 years at two uh, public and traded real estate investment trusts, mm -hmm. uh, both national companies, you know, uh, large institutional companies and uh, having focused on this market and this product type with two of those companies really for the last 17 years and then doing everything from not just leasing and development, but acquisition, disposition, renovation, uh, overseeing the business unit at Duke was a, it was a $600 million portfolio that I was responsible for. And, and that's, that's everything. That's, um, you know, what's called operations. So management, leasing, everything um, has, I feel more than prepared to, to do this going forward. And of course, you know, we're starting relatively small as a company. I mean, the first, you know, three projects are in total about 265,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we started with basically five and eight acre sites uh, out of the gate um, and really prime locations just to ensure that, um, you know, the success of those projects. And they're also in areas where, you know, I've developed before. So mm -hmm. feel very uh, comfortable and confident in uh, that strategy. Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, to pivot here and chat a little bit uh, generally about the state of the industrial um, real estate market here in the cities, I'm curious, how would you, and this might be a difficult question because it's pretty broad, how would you describe the industrial real estate market in the Twin Cities? Mm -hmm. Well, it's certainly healthy and, it, and it's ripe for growth. Mm -hmm. um, I had the fortune of being at Duke uh, about a year ago when COVID hit. And of course, everybody was concerned about what that would mean. And what we found over a period of, we'll just call it three months is, you know, we didn't lose one tenant. Um, you know, we had to work with a few tenants on some, you know, rent relief, rent deferment. But, um, you know, by the time I left Duke to start Endeavor, their portfolio was at 97% occupy and occupancy and mm -hmm. nearly 100% on rent collection. Um, and that's on that's on a 5 million square foot portfolio in town, which is one of the largest in the market. So that's just one example of the, not just the health of the market, but the, or the strength of the market, but the opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we've seen demand from both users and investors increase within the last six months. Uh, when COVID hit, many predicted that industrial would come out the strongest within the commercial real estate industry, and that's proven to be true. Um, so, you know, and then finally, Kelly, last year, with the exception of a couple projects, nobody built last year. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very few speculative buildings were built last year because of the pandemic. And if you think about uh, our, our cold weather climate here, you really only have, you can't, you can't really start a building until April at the earliest. Mm -hmm. And you can't really start until August, September at the latest. So that window is already pretty short. Mm -hmm. And with COVID really hitting here in the U.S. in we'll call it February, March, it just caused a lot of people to press pause on their projects. So we think that there's not just pent up demand, but limited supply in the market today. That's interesting. Why, why do you think that the industrial market has done okay throughout the pandemic? Um, well, it's really just the core of our uh, economy, really. It's, yeah. it's, well, number one, you know, and I put this in the press release, but the demand for e-commerce has only expanded because of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it was already expanding before COVID, but when COVID hit and caused everybody to stay home, I mean, it's only accelerated the demand for e-commerce. So to use an example, a very specific one, my parents are retired, they're in their late 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, before COVID, they would always, you know, go to the restaurant or go to the store to pick something up. Right. Now they buy everything online. Yeah. And that's just <laughs> one example of millions of people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we've seen demand increase substantially due to that alone. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that the pandemic has caused is a um, shortage of inventory for some people. So there are some, some companies that literally don't have enough inventory onshore to, to sell to their customers uh, because their supply chain got disrupted by COVID. And so the thought is that they want to not only uh, just simply need more space due to demand, but also to keep more of it um, onshore or, you know, within, uh, you know, 24 to 48 hour delivery period to their customers. Uh, and then finally, um, we're starting to see some manufacturing come come back uh, onshore or in the U.S. Mm -hmm. That's been talked about for many years. We are starting to see that actually happen, and, and that you know again has to do with the effects from COVID nineteen, but then also um, you know some changes at the at the federal level as well mm -hmm. uh, to to bring jobs back home. Okay. Okay, great. Well, on the flip side, are there any challenges with the coronavirus in relation to this market? I'm um, sure. I mean, there's all, there are always challenges. Um, you know, one of the challenges is um, as a developer, you always need to be mindful of. Um, now, let me think about this one if this can be public. <laughs> so, let me, let me, this one's no worries. There's always there are always challenges. Um, yeah. I, I think to me it just means. Um, I mean, at this point, in my opinion, it's no secret, right? The demand. Um, so, 
that means with demand comes competition. So, you know, I wouldn't call it necessarily a concern, but just something that we're aware of and means yeah. we have to, you know, work harder and work smarter and um, go the extra mile for our partners. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I tell you, you know, there are other developers that are here in town that are thinking the same thing. And so we need to be, at least be mindful of what others are doing that we don't get overbuilt, which we all know can happen in, uh, in development. Um, I mean, that's kind of it. Like it's, uh, <laughs> that's all I can think of. Maybe I should yeah. think of more. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. Those are great answers. Um, and honestly, that was everything that I did want to cover with you. So was there anything else you wanted to add in or emphasize here at the end? I mean, nothing I'd add as a third, like concern is I think, you know, this, this being, you know, so the, this is this COVID represented the, the second uh, recession that I've been through. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very fortunate that it didn't last that long within the industrial industry. Mm -hmm. But going forward, it, it always changes you. It always has an effect on you in some way. So I think, you know, it's important for us to um, basically have a, a contingency plan or, or game plan in place to plan for Anything else unforeseen that may happen in, in the near term and, and long term? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, you know, that kind of ties into not overbuilding or, or actually it has a lot more to do with the sites and where they're located. So we're not going uh, out into, you know, greenfield areas that are 30 or 45 minutes outside the, you know, downtown areas. We're kind sure. of keeping to these more suburban infill within 30 minutes of downtown mm -hmm. offset for that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, uh, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. And good luck with your, uh, with Endeavor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.